Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Off to a wonderful start. Hi, Michael Farmer. <laughs> hey, love. <laughs> I know I probably missed a countdown, but I just want to welcome everybody in to Loretta McNary Live Presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer. Michael Farmer is our amazing spiritual personal coach, and I'm telling you, I don't know if he has decided on the topic, but I certainly have, so maybe we'll have two topics today, or we'll talk about the one. (laughs) But, you know, this is the place that you can come for rest and for peace and for knowledge and wisdom and understanding, and sometimes Michael will even crack a joke or two sometimes, so this is a safe place, as they like to say sometimes on the radio is a safe place, not very many, but this is definitely a safe place to come with all your cares and your questions about, you know, your spiritual development, your spiritual spiritual growth or lack thereof, your faith, um, how to have more, how to increase those spiritual muscles, that, then you're in the right place if that, that's what you've come for. So, Michael, how yes. are you? I am good. I am back in town and back in the saddle and back to life as usual. So <laughs> I, had to, I, 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 had to, I had to get away for a few days for a little Rest and relaxa- relaxation, and uh, finish celebrate my half century mark in the earth. So, <laughs> so everything was good, and we enjoyed it. And then, you know, my wife's birthday was yesterday, so we just kind of combined all of that together. And, and oh, I know you guys' birthdays were so close in the same month, like a week apart almost. <laughs> yeah, awesome. five days apart. Yeah, we are five I days know. apart. Oh, I love that number five. I so love the number five. Oh, well, I'm glad that you had some um, uh, rest and relaxation and a little celebration going on, and now you're back to uh, being here to answer all of our questions that um, I probably will have because people usually want, you know, they're calling in and they'll just listen because we know the numbers, you know, we see the numbers, so we know people are calling in, we know people are listening live as well as through the archives, and we are so appreciative. But we really want to engage you guys in conversation, not so we can, you know, question your faith or your religion or or your spiritual spiritual relationship with the Father. We are not here to judge or question any of that. We're here simply to answer questions. We don't have many questions unless it's a a personal question that um, we get based on what you told us. So it's it's always going to be surrounded by love because we know love covers all. So please feel free to call in and press that number one so that we can engage in conversation um, or you just want to make a comment or you may want to suggest a topic that you like for us to cover in the future. and uh, Or you can, you know, send us an email. Michael's email is gloryapp, G-L-O-R-Y-A-P-P, like Paul, at com, And mine is Loretta at com. You can definitely find us on Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff. Whatever is your most comfortable means of communication with us, um, 
you know, that'll work. So we really want to hear from you because, you know, we know you're listening. We know you're out there and you're supporting us. So, okay, Michael, did you see um, what I posted today? <laughs> no, I I have literally not been on Facebook since last Wednesday. So it's uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since because it's been so busy. Like I said, once my birthday was over, then we had to kind of get things kind of rushed and tidied up before we you know we hit the road. And so I I mean I my goal was try to shut all all that stuff out and just you know just really enjoy the time that. That God ordained for me because it was definitely needed because I've been running with all four barrels open for the past two and a half months, and it was time to kind of slow down and get away, get away from the, mm-hmm. the regular regiments of life and just eating what you want and taking your time to do whatever you want, and, man, it felt good. That's all I, that's all I can say. It felt good. <laughs> So now I, I have I have left the mountain top and I'm back down in the plains. I'm not in the valley yet. Well, but I'm in the plains right now. <laughs> so we're well, we have a good topic today. There's some things he's placed in my heart that we're going to talk about, and that's, and that's what I like to talk about because I, I like to talk about things and have passion about it. And these are things that God actually places in my heart. They actually come from some of the uh, a lot of the, Material comes from the discipleship study course. Right, right. On, it's all it always still hinges on you know just being, uh, as they say, plugged in you know to the source, which is God, and that's where the source of all wisdom comes from, and that's what we're going to be cool. about today. Okay, well, since you said wisdom, since you said wisdom, I do want to um, just address what I posted today. That way I haven't told a lie, and also it will um, help me from where I am and where I've been before. And as I was um, saying what I wanted us to talk about today, in addition to what you wanted to talk about, because it definitely Mm -hmm. teases what Michael, so is what Michael wants to talk about, I posted that today... Um, trying to get to the okay. I said, have you ever felt heavy in your heart or your spirit? Yet yeah, nothing bad has happened. Yet yeah, you feel a little melancholy. Could you use an encouraging word today? If so, please tune in to Loretta McNair Live, the radio show presents Jesus with Michael. Yada yada yada. You'll be happy you did. And so, as I was writing the word melancholy, I noticed. And so, melancholy for me is when you're feeling like. And and I don't like, this is what I used to say when I felt like this, something bad is going to happen. And so, of course, it became a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I don't do that anymore because I didn't want anything bad to happen to me or my friends. And I know some people have a sixth sense or they, they're, if they're a prophet, sometimes they get that message. But I never wanted that. I, I now want just, you know, to stay still. For me, it means to stay still because God is working on something and I need to take my hands off. So that's what this feeling means for me. And so when I wrote okay. the word melancholy, I noticed that melancholy ends with the word holy, and I never, ever figured that out before, never, ever. So, of course, you know, me being the person that I am, I said, well, let me just go and see what other words end with the word holy and what are, you know, the people saying about it. And so there were four other words that ended with the word holy. And um, and then I'll go back to what they're saying melancholy means, but, of course, I have a totally different. So when you when you Google that, four words come up. Holy comes up, melancholy comes up, overholy comes up, and unholy comes up. 
Okay. Wow. I said, this is going to give Michael something to really chew on. Okay, so, you know, they say melancholy, it, it has, you know, the noun for, form, and then it has the adjective form. And, again, like I said like I said earlier, sometimes it means that, you know, you're feeling gloomy, you're feeling a, a state of depression, great and continued depression of spirits, amounting to mental unsoundness. This is what their definitions of melancholy are. And then it says... Um, Pensive meditation, serious thoughtfulness, ill nature, depressing spirits, dejected, gloomy, dismal, producing great evil and grief, causing dejection, calamitous, afflictive as a melancholy event, somewhat deranged in mind, having a judgment impaired. And then this is what I really, really got and loved the most when it said, favorable to meditation, somber. That mean, and like I said, it means for me to be still because God is working on something. He does not want me to move. That's what it, I've learned through trial and error. That's what it means for me. But, of course, it means different things for other people. So, Michael, I really, really need you to talk about that, what I just said. In your own way, you not – and let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, Michael, does, he, this is the first he's heard of it. We, ha, we don't talk prior to the show. <laughs> so I'm going to get him to really um, create a dialogue, a conversation around – um, what I just said. Well, it's, it's, you know what's up, and it's amazing that you say it that way. One of the synonyms that you just used, someone actually uh, on my uh, birthday on Facebook, I wanted people to just use one word to describe me. And and one young lady who's, and just so happened one who's actually helping to co-write the book that we're working on, she wrote pensive. I said, oh, it's not pensive. I haven't, haven't heard that one. And and it means thoughtful. Mm-hmm. And as you say it, you know, sometimes that that mood of what we call melancholy is an opportunity for us to slow down and just think and just mm-hmm. and just allow, you know, God to minister to you, you know, and then most people don't don't take the time to, to slow down to let that happen. But I do it a lot. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I've always been a thinker. I have, to, I have to pray to God to help shut my mind down. So I'm not like most people who says, well, I just, you know, have rapid thoughts and everything. Mm-hmm. But no, I, it, it's that opportunity for you to just slow down, gather things in, and, and probably that's, that's probably the method that he uses for Loretta to get Loretta to be a little more introspective and to slow down and to look at things and think about this and and and, and that's where that where you said that that mood or that emotion comes from that that feeling of being uh, that melancholy emotion. Mm-hmm. And his match back is actually one of the uh, we talked about that in the show I think uh, a few months back and we're talking about the different the four uh, the four uh, personality things and you know melancholy is one of them. So you just mm-hmm. I, you know just from just off the cuff and just shooting from the hip, I'm seeing it as it's, it's one of those things that he uses to get people to think. Mm-hmm. It's only when it's only some people they have to be in that that frame of mind to start thinking. Okay, what's going on? Why am I feeling like this? Why is where did this come from? 
that's that opportunity that he's using. I'm not saying that that he that he puts it on you, but it's an opportunity that he can use to really say something to Loretta that he's been probably trying to say for the past few days. But Loretta's been a little bit busy, a little bit kind of mm-hmm. rampant. And that's mm-hmm. where that that's where that is coming in. He, I'm, I, I'm saying, I'm just sensing that he's using this opportunity to really say something to you that he's been trying to say for a while. And I don't know whether you're going to hear it today. And you say, "Wow, where did that come from?" But that's what I'm that's what I'm sensing right now is, is that that's what he's using this opportunity to really get to the heart of Loretta. He has something that he really, really, really needs to say. And, and, and yeah, you know how it can be. You know, especially you got your own children and you're really trying to get something across to them and the only time they're going to sit down and really listen to mom or daddy is when things are not really going their way. So they kind of come and they kind of sit by you. They're not going to say anything, but they're trying to get you to pick up <laughs> on the mood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, 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 that's what, that's what, you're experiencing right now. So he's, Yeah, but, and like I said, I recognize it because, you know, just through trial and error and having been in this place before, it doesn't mean anything bad is happening or going to happen. No, it's, it's not no. that kind of premonition. It's just that he wants me, like you said, to, and I know, to sit still and to, and to stop for a moment. Quit trying to work everything out. Quit trying to force things to happen and just, you know, be, to to be a human being instead of a human doing because <laughs> yeah. I get caught up in that doing thing. And so that is how he gets my attention. That is how he takes that opportunity to, to tell me, you know, my daughter, I am your father. I need you to be yeah. a seal and let that me be God to. in your life. Let me be God. And I'm hoping, because I'm personally sharing this for the first time publicly, that it's a message not only for Loretta McNair, because my father will stop the world to give a message to me, and he will do the same thing for you, too, if you would just sit back and reflect on how, you know, things happen just for you, my sister, just for you, my brother. God will do that because he loves us that much. You just have to look for his hand and not always for his you have to look for his presence and not always for his hand. And so that's when I stop and I start looking for him, him as my um, father, him as my um, creator, and not him as my um, Jehovah Jireh. You know, I look for him just for him. And that yeah. is, that is okay. so true. And, 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 you know, something that's kind of in line with what we're, you know, that was on my heart to really talk about that day. And that's really you know, getting back to the basics. And if I think about basics, I always go back to what, you know, we learned growing up, you know, reading, writing, and, you know, the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. Well, today we want to, and we probably won't finish today, but we'll probably finish on next week, but the three R's that I want to get across today is righteousness, refining, and representation. Mm. Righteousness, refining, and representation. Righteousness, refining, and representation. Yes. Representation. And that's and and the subtopic can be getting back to the basics. Mm Mhm. 
So I'm actually just taking some things that have really been in my heart, especially with the with the righteousness side of it. And there's the scripture, and I'm quite sure everybody can quote it and probably say it so many times that that I am the righteousness of God. Well, what 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 exactly does that mean when you say that? You no, know, we are the righteousness of God. You know, is you know sometimes we can get a little bit of you know clicheish and say things, but I want you to really think about, do you really know who you are as a Christian? And I, mm. I want you to just take a minute and think about, do, do, do you really, really know who you are? It's almost like that, that young child that grows up into a family that's, you know, astute and, you know, and well-off financially, and they get to this age and they look at them because it's time for them to come of age, and they look at them and say, do you really know who you are? In other words, you no. Know, do you know what the name that you are carrying in this family, how that can open doors for you and will open doors for you? Oh. So, so, that's the, so that's the question I'm posing to you today. Do you really know who you are? You are the righteousness of God. Man, that's, that's, that's powerful. <laughs> and 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 he didn't say he wanted you to be become righteous. He says that when you receive his spirit, you have been made the righteousness of God. You have been declared righteous. Well, like I said, just, said. just think exactly about that. And, 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 and as, as I'm saying, if I'm thinking about, you know, they came out with a list of they were, you know, the wealthiest Americans. Again, and of course, you no know, Bill Gates topped the list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Warren Buffett was number two, and then they just went on and just started. And then they basically went down, and I was thinking about how most people would say, man, if I could just only just be in this presence for five minutes. And, man, we want to be in this presence to see what we can get. Whether it's wisdom, whether it's advice, or whether it's some financial means, it we, we know that it's no accident that those people are where they are financially. Some of them are, no, some of them, some is inherited, but most of them is made. But God tells us that we are the righteousness of God, but it's through Christ that we are declared that righteousness. Now, of course, you know we're going to have to define what righteousness is. Now, I'm not going to give you a simple work of a definition that deals with the context of what I'm talking about um, relative to the Bible. And that definition means equity of character and actions. There's an equity mm. in your character and your actions. So if you have been made the righteousness of God, that means that the same righteousness that he's had from the beginning is now flowing on the inside of you, then our actions should represent that, and that's where the representation is going to come from, what we're going to talk about later. We should be rep- we should be represented, we should be representatives or ambassadors of who God really is to those in the earth. We should be that light. They're shining in the midst of darkness, as you were 
as you was mentioning today, you know, this, this kind of darkness wants to kind of come over you, but you you know that was the cue to say, okay, I, I don't need to go that route. I need to go the route that my father has ordained for me, and that's the route of light, and that's what you did. You started looking toward the light when you saw that darkness want to come upon you. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's what righteousness is. Equity of character and actions. And there are some other definitions that deal with context. And I'm not going to even mention those. But today I just want to talk about that, that definition there. Do you really know? I'm looking you. Just imagine God looking you and looking you dead in your eyes right now and saying, do you really know who you are? No. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking that question so personal. I am taking it personal today, Michael. You and and, and hopefully the listeners are too. Do you really know who you are? I'm I'm going to tell you a story. I'm going to tell you a story. We we went to a resort, you know, just for a few days or less, uh, restaurant relaxation uh, this past weekend. And when we got there, our car stopped in the middle of the street. I mean, when we got there, when we got there, okay, now, okay, well, that's just probably just a salute. And I started back up, started acting up again. Then we pulled into the hotel, and I was parking the car. It did it again. And, of course, you know, my wife, she freaks out. <laughs> we don't have all this way. We, we 400 miles a moment, and now the car would have acted up. I didn't. I didn't say. I didn't say a word. I didn't say anything. We got everything out the car. We took it up to the room. She was up in the room. God said, "Okay, I want you to go down to the car, and I want you to speak to that car." And guess what, Michael Farmer did? <laughs> Went down and spoke to that car and told it to start. I got up. I started that car up. I said, "Look, we are not going to have this." I didn't quote scripture. I just spoke to the car. I said, you are going to operate right, and you're going to get me back home safely. And not only will you get me back home safely, you're going to operate the way you're supposed to once I get home. And that was self. I didn't think about it anymore. <laughs> because it was, it was at that moment I realized who I was. And, of course, the scripture goes with that and says, you know, if you decree a thing, God will see to it that it happens. Mm-hmm. But you have but you have to know that you're walking in his righteousness. Turn to, turn to, turn to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 2. I'm going to bring this out because hopefully what I'm saying is grabbing some people right now. Okay. I'm probably keep asking that. I'm gonna probably keep asking that question. Do you really know who you are? <laughs> and 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 you know something is is more of a statement than it is a question, Loretta. Yeah, I know, I know, but I had to take it personal. I had to admit and be transparent that sometimes I don't know. And if there's a sometimes there, then you really don't know because there shouldn't be any doubt. And so I don't want to have <laughs> doubt anymore. I'm serious, Michael. This thing is personal. <laughs> well, you're in the right place at the right time. Hallelujah. <laughs> you're in the right place at the right time. Because I can't keep going around this mountain. I cannot. I will not continue to go around this mountain. You have to 
Hebrews chapter 1. Man, this is. Oh, chapter 1 or chapter 2? Chapter 1. I can go, I can go chapter 1 because I know that one. I know that one. And I'm going to read this from the, from the Amplified. Okay, and I got the NIV, of course. <laughs> oh, so, so of course, the, 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 this is the writer talking about, you know, just talking about the the, the priesthood and the and the and the royal kingly office that Jesus walked in. And of course, we have been made to be what kings and priests as well. Look at verse five. Okay. He said, for to which of the angels did God ever say, you are my son? And, I, and I, you know something? I don't even have to say any more after that. <laughs> really. <laughs> God is saying, to which one of the angels mm. did God ever say, you are my son? Today I have begotten you. And, of course, it's making reference to Jesus Christ. But guess what? Because we have received Jesus as our Lord and our Savior, that question applies to us too. Mm. You know, here we are looking for angels to go do things for us, but he said, which one of the angels did he ever look at and say that you are my son? You're his son, Loretta, today. Mm. He has forgotten you. He has established you in an official sonship relationship with kingly dignity. And again, I will be a I will be to him a father and he will be to me a son. We're talking about he's not talking about gender here. He's talking about an office or relationship. So it is not applying to gender. So I'm a son, Loretta's a son. It has nothing to do with gender. Right, right. Ooh. It says that the moreover, when he brings the firstborn son again into the habitable world, he says, let the angels of God worship him. Referring to the angels, he says, God, who makes his angels winds and his ministering spirits flames of fire, but as to the son, he says to him, your throne, O God, is forever and ever to the ages of the ages, and the scepter of your kingdom is a scepter of absolute righteousness, of justice and straightforwardness. And that's what I want to get to. So he's he saying to the son who has all this preeminence, his son is the head of this spiritual body that we call the church. And guess what? I'm a part of the body of which he's the head. And everything that runs through the head also run through the body. So that makes me a a king just as much as Jesus is a king. Jesus has the preeminence over everything because of what he did because God gave that to him. So he says that, and uh, and this is what a scepter is. A, A scepter is a symbol of authority. When that scepter is in his hand, it is also a it's, it's a sign of just just complete authority and rule. And he says the scepter of your kingdom 
is a scepter of what, Loretta? Absolute righteousness. Ooh. Of justice, that's what we just talked about. That's what, that's what justice means, equity, charity, and actions. And straightforwardness. Look at verse 9. It says, you have loved righteousness. You have delighted in integrity, virtue, and uprightness in purpose, thought, and action. And you have hated lawlessness, injustice, and iniquity. Therefore, God, even your God, has anointed you with the oil of exultant joy and gladness above and beyond your companions. That applies to you, Loretta. That applies to me. So, so the reason I said, do you really know who you are? If, if you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, then guess what? Everything that applies to Jesus applies to you. It makes you because you are the Bible tells you that we are joint heirs. Yeah, that means equally. Because if somebody yeah, says I'm you have joint custody or you have joint owner of a business, that means equal exactly. portions. Exactly. I get exactly. that. Wow. So, but and and the only reason we don't recognize who we are is because we have a sin consciousness rather than a righteous consciousness. Mm. And when I'm, when I'm talking about consciousness, I'm talking about awareness. You have to you have to you have to take on this mindset that I am too good for sin to reign in my life. And of course, and of course, people gonna hate you for that. I'm gonna say, first of all, the world gonna hate you for that. And then, of course, the hypocrites don't hate you for thinking like that. But the ones who who, are, who believe that they are joint heirs with Christ and the symbol of our authority as believers is righteousness, that's what it is. And I, I, I really want the listeners to get that. That's who you are. And the only thing that can choke that thought out of your life is that you have sin evident in your life that you have not repented of. So you need to start Ooh. making that your daily confession. I am the righteousness of God. And you need to have actions that bag that up. If your mentality is only God is my judge, which I'm starting to hear so much makes me want to puke every time I hear it. You're just telling me that your life is raggedy and that you don't have to say anymore. Uh-huh. God is the ultimate judge, but they don't—they never quote the scripture that, but that says that, that, that we are to judge each other because we don't even judge angels. So that's why I'm going I'm to I'm ask that question again. Do you really know who you are? Ooh, I'm father, learning. I'm getting there. <laughs> your father your father owns everything. I came to the realization that, that all the materials that was in that car, my father created it. And because he created it, it all had to line up with his word. 
I didn't. I was. I wanted to go. I was there. I said, "Well, we can't. You know, I can't be stranded. For, you know, four hundred miles from home. So I had to go down there, and I had to decree a thing, and it had to be established or confirmed. And God confirmed it. We made it home, and probably made about ten, and made it home, and made about ten stops along the way. Didn't miss a beat. So that's what I want you to really think about verse 9. It says, you have loved righteousness. And it says, you have delighted in integrity, virtue, uprightness, and purpose, thought, and action. And that's just another, that all those are synonyms for righteousness in that context. Mm-hmm. And it says, and you have hated or despised or de- detested lawlessness which means injustice and iniquity. So instead of walking in iniquity, we should be walking in equity. Instead of walking in injustice, we should be walking in justice. Which which one of us has ever done something wrong and said, God, I just want you to do justice? I'm trying to tore it up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that we always want we always want justice when it comes toward the other person. Our enemies or somebody or the, or the other person. But when it comes toward us, we don't want justice. And justice mm-hmm. is just no synonym for righteousness. Which one of us has ever done something wrong and instead of praying for grace and its mercy? You said, Lord, let your righteousness prevail in this situation. Mm. Because he said, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his what, Loretta? And his righteousness. He said, all these things. He said, all these things will be added unto you. He didn't say seek his mercy. Look what his time there are times when we need mercy. He didn't say seek his grace. He said, Seek ye what? First the kingdom of God kingdom. and his what? His righteousness. His righteousness. Uh-huh. And the things will be added unto you. So in other words, when when we wronged ourselves, we should be willing to take the stripes. They come with it because that's where growth begins when you learn, when you take your stripes patiently and you and if you endure that suffering just like Jesus did, Jesus had to take those stripes because he was about to become sin. Never sin a day in his life, but he became sin. Mm-hmm. So, so if you can understand the concept of Jesus becoming sin, you should really grasp the concept of you becoming righteousness. See that that's that's my issue. I I when you said a sin conscious instead of a righteousness a righteousness conscious, I was like he's stepping on my toes. And you know, and the Bible talks about in order to share in Christ's in Christ's inheritance and His good, then you have to share in His you know His um 
you know, the whippings, the the things when people were against him and, and all that. And I have no yeah. problem with that, Michael. I have no problem with that one. Okay. But I'm seeing okay. what I have a problem with sharing in, you know, his goodness, his glory in this, his you know, I, I gotta disconnect when it comes to that. And and mm-hmm. I, I can only hope that I'm speaking for other people. I hope that people understand that too. And I know other people must feel like I feel and want deliverance from I'm just having that same consciousness and being having a righteous consciousness. If you can identify with his suffering, then you should also be able to identify with his righteousness and the benefits of being an heir to the throne and all those benefits. Yes. But I, I, I don't. <laughs> Why? Okay, okay. I, I just want to just and 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 I like this. Why? I mean, can you are you, are you willing to say why? You 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 feel that way. It, I I can only say it's that nurture that nurturing and that environment kind of thing you know that the psychologists talk about. That's the only thing I can say. Um, it's because that you know I was always do right, do right, do right, or this won't happen. Or I I can identify and I'm comfortable knowing you know. I don't know. It's just been difficult. I don't know if I feel like I'm unworthy, or if I feel like. Is not. I know it's true. I know it's true, but for some reason, I haven't connected to that power within like that. It's like wow. I guess I just don't think I'm worthy. Well, 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 you know something. You have to do it by faith. You you have to do it trusting. And and first of all, I say because because I don't know what Loretta does. I'm just gonna be honest with people who are probably listening. I don't know what she does. She don't know what I do. But but I know. That you know, years ago I decided that I was going to live this life and I was going to do it right. You know, even if it meant my whole family rejecting me, I decided that I was going to do that. And that was what nineteen, what eighty nine? How many years ago? That's what twenty. That's twenty four years ago. I made that decision, yeah. and I had and I had conviction about it. Now it it took me a while to realize who I was because I never I was never taught who I was in Christ Jesus until I got to the place where I am now, to, you know, with the church that I attend now. You know, you this you he did all that for you. He he became sin so you can become righteousness. He became poor. Yeah, now I live according rich. to his word. I, I and I and I trust him, I believe in him, I'm saved and I know when I die I will see him again because I identify with you know, I want to please God and it's always been my life. Yeah. I've known Jesus and God all my life because my parents instilled that in us. We went to church. Okay. I, I, always in church, and I became baptized, and I was involved in church, not just going to church. We were very heavily involved. I go to church now, and, um, you know, I'm not participating in anything within my church, but I am, you know, I'm a giver. I'm always, you know, got an encouraging word. So I'm living for Christ. You know, I I do that. But for some reason, I, I don't connect with, the throne part, maybe that I am righteousness, that I, I would hate to say deserve it, but only we only deserve it because of Christ, you know. So exactly. it's just a teaching, you know. So I can't even say that without flinching. That you know, I know it says because of Christ. I, 
I deserve these things, not for nothing I've done, and I know that part, but I haven't I haven't been in a place where I can definitely receive all of that. You know, I live for him. I live holy. I live righteousness because I understand that, because I want to please God, and I want to see him. Now, do I, you know how we talked about the benefits almost like a year ago? I don't accept my benefits. It's like I work at FedEx, but I'm I'm paying for insurance. I'm paying for 401K, but I haven't, you know, used my retirement. You You know, I haven't used any of the benefits, so that's where I am. Okay, but and 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 you just have to just learn how to receive. Yeah, and I want to take because a break real you, fast, everybody. This is what Michael okay. does through Discipleship International. This is actually what you're experiencing and what you're hearing and what you're taking part of now is actually what Michael does through Disciple International. He has a client, which is me, um, just by things happening today, <laughs> and he's <laughs> he's helping me to walk the walk and to learn more about wisdom when it comes to, you know, all things spiritual. Because like I said, I grew up in church. I've known God and Jesus as long as I've known my parents. <laughs> so it's not that. It's just that I don't know everything that comes with it. So he's he's counseling me. He's walking me through. He's asking these questions. And so if you want to go through, not publicly, <laughs> what I'm going through now, <laughs> then that's when you call Michael for the Disciple International Peace. And he walks you through, and it's very personal. He doesn't put you out on front street. I, I volunteered for this today. Not, I didn't wake up this morning saying I was going to do it. I didn't even say it five minutes before the show aired. It's just evolving that way. So I just yeah. want you to to understand that your questions are not crazy questions to Michael. He's not lying. He won't laugh at you. He won't think you're crazy. He just says, "Wow, you haven't, you know, you haven't been doing this. You've been denying yourself." You know, he's you know, he knows. So he's not gonna make fun yeah. of you. He's not gonna think, you know, you're crazy or whatever. So that get them and you know, email him. Email him, connect. You really wanna get this piece done where you can get all your questions answered. Yes. Well like but you know something, I I really like that analogy that you used about the about the you know, the, the FedEx and then you know you have access to all these benefits but you're not using them. You, I mean and then, I mean, it's a perfect analogy. You know, nobody goes to work every day, and they say, "Okay, we're going to keep my paycheck, vacation. Mr. Smith. I don't need it. Yeah, I don't need it. Just keep it." <laughs> you know, we're going to give you paid vacation, and now, 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 uh, a wage you 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 earn that. But there are some things they just extend to you because of your relationship with the company, and those are called benefits. Mm-hmm. And the Bible says that 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 we should not forget his benefits. He loads us daily, daily. with benefits. Mm-hmm. Now, like I said, we, we openly receive his grace and his mercy. I mean, we, I mean, we can take all that we can get. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah. but, but he said, no, I want you to, be, I want you to become righteousness-minded. Start asking me for my righteousness even when you've done wrong. See, because even when you ask that out of his righteousness, he may extend the mercy that you need. He may extend the grace that you need. And then he may extend the chastening that you need. But there's something that happens when he chastens you, and that's what we want to read. Or he corrects you. And now when you think chasing, don't think that God's going to step out and going to reach out of heaven and 
you know, and put sickness on your body and all that. No, he just allows circumstances in life to come in and seem like, you know, overwhelm you. You know, and Job is a good example of that. But because Job maintained at that time as the righteousness that he, that he knew how, as we say, he gave him double for all the trouble. <laughs> 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 he gave him double for all of his trouble. So Job had more in the latter part than he did in the beginning. Because he did what? He maintained his integrity, which is another synonym for righteousness. Let, let me read this in uh, Hebrews chapter 12. And that's the book I'm actually starting to do my reading in. And it says, let's start verse 6. Well, let's look at verse Hebrew. 5. He said, Hebrews yeah, 12, okay. and says, have you forgotten the, exhort- the exhortation for speaking unto you as, as unto children, my son? And he's using it. He said, my son, my what? My son. There go your son. Your son. Despise not mm-hmm. now the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when you are re- rebuked or corrected of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receives. He says, if you endure chastening, God deal with you as with what? Sons. But what son is he of whom the father chasteneth not? So so one of the so one of the the benefits of sonship is that we put ourselves in a position to be chastened or corrected by God. And sometimes he does it with words. He doesn't do it a lot with with circumstances like most people want to want to see, he he can use it. He'll use circumstances to teach you, but he want to teach you with his word. He wants to correct you with his word. He said, "If you endure chasing, God dealing with you as with son. For what son is he of whom the father chastened not? But if you be without chastisement, for we are all partakers, and you are bastards and not sons. In other words, you don't have that personal relationship." He deal with you as an illegitimate person, and someone did not, do, and, and as someone that did not proceed out of him. That's what it means to be born again. We're born from above. We have emanated from God. That's what gives us that brand new life. He says, furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, talking about our natural fathers, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection to the Father of spirits and live? For they verily for a few days chasing us after their own pleasure, but he for our own profit, that we might be partakers of his holiness. And that's what you talked about the other day. He's using that 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 state of melancholy that you talked about so he could partake in his holy in his holiness. Mm-hmm. That's why he said you recognize that wow, I just noticed that that ends with holy. <laughs> in other words, in, in other words, come come out of that state of melancholy that you now recognize that you're in, holy, and then come down to the end, which is holiness. Because guess what? God declared the end from the beginning. Ooh, man, I'm about to dance. I knew you were going to work with it, Michael. I Ooh, knew what? you were going to work something out with that. Oh, my goodness, that's right. And I got it. As soon as I read, read, was reading it and I had wrote it, I said, oh, my goodness, this word ends in holiness. So it was an analogy for this day, and it always happens. When I feel, like I said earlier, when I feel like this, 
it always ends up when God is trying to tell me something. So it always Ooh, ends it up in holiness. No <laughs> So 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 look so 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 he he basically used that situation to do what to correct you, and and he just mm-hmm. did it. He didn't he didn't he didn't beat you across the head. He didn't out of he didn't out of time out. You know it's like you exactly. hit your own child. Sometimes you give them a timeout. Sometimes you yeah. take something from them. Sometimes you spank their little butts or hit them in the hand or whatever. Yeah. But it's all yeah. out of love and it's done so lovingly. So it doesn't destroy the person. You know, right. it doesn't destroy the relationship with the mother and the child or the father and the child. It actually strengthens it because when they get older, they'll appreciate it. So, and it ends in love, which and love is always holiness when it's wow, all said, like that. When I like this, so he says, so he said, but for he chastens a foul prophet that we might be partakers or partners in his holiness. Now, no chastening for the present seemed to be joyous but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward, we always mm-hmm. want to get to the afterward. Nevertheless, afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of what righteousness until them. Uh, I'm sorry, until them which I exercise the mind. There it goes right there. I mm-hmm. put more kind of, So we have to learn to that. Like I said, the cost of our sonship. Don't allow God to chasten us. He said he chastens whom he loves. When God chastens you, he said he's he's doing it as a representation of his love for you. Why? Mm -hmm. Because he wants you to profit from this situation that you're in. He don't want this situation to destroy you. He wants you to profit Mm -hmm. from it. Mm -hmm. So we just have to learn how. So, so we just and have that's to learn your assurance how to that it won't see. take you out. It's your assurance. It's your insurance that what yes. you're going through is not going to take you out. If it's from, you know, if it's that situation where God is chastening you and he's disciplining yes. you. So he promises, and that just shows you it's not going to take you out. You're going to make it. That's hope. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to make it. <laughs> I'm going to be okay. And I know that. I know what I'm going through is going to be okay, that God's promise will will come to pass. And th- and I'm so telling you, that's how it happens. It always happens that way. But I've always been on the backside of it, not like I am now seeing it. Exactly. So, but see, but see this one is, and this is what I want you to get to practice, Loretta. I want you to wake up every morning and also during the day says, Lord, I am your righteousness. And I have been created unto good works. And and my good works are because of your righteousness. And I know mm-hmm. that I have to reap from the good that I do. And, I mean, so you you have to condition your mind, or rather, that it's okay to receive from him. And, and, and to receive it and to say, okay, thank you, Lord. I was entitled to this because of my sonship. Not because mm. of something that you did, not because of some good mm-hmm. that you did for that person. No, I'm receiving from this because I am your son, and that makes me entitled to it. Mm. That's what sonship is all about. Mm. So, wow. so, and I'm quite, and I'm quite sure there are some that are listening to, to you talking and identify exactly what you're talking about. That sense of unworthiness. No, you are you are deemed worthy. Why? 
You, it, it, it almost be crazy if Jacob came to you and said, you know, so, Mama, I don't even seem worthy to be your son. You be boy, what you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You'll be saying, boy, you, you came out of me. That makes you worthy to everything that I got. Matter of fact, you won't have to ask for it. If it's there, it's yours. Because I know that you're not going to abuse that privilege mm-hmm. and upon your lust. So so that's where I said we got to get back to the basics of rather righteousness, refining, and representation. That's what it's going to be about for the next the next couple of weeks. Because, man, I'm I don't preach myself happy. And me too I started out with the melancholy Now I've ended up in holiness So I'm good Oh yeah (laughs) And man, it had to be that way And you know It had to be that I can And and I just want And I want to, you know, end You know, know, once we Get to the end, I want you to Carry with you that question. The question that's a statement. It's a question that's a statement. It says, "Do you really know who you are?" Because once you, because once you come to that realization of who you really are, it would it would transform you instantly. I'm not talking about day or something. It was because you you've already been transformed. You just don't know it. Yeah. You've already been transformed into a butterfly. You just gotta break out of that cocoon because that's what the wings do. Breaking out of that cocoon is what gives the wings strength for him to fly once he gets out of there. Hell, only breaking out of mm. the cocoon if he can't fly, he's gonna fall to the ground and die. So. You've been, you've gone through the transformation because you have been declared righteous by him. That's that's the initial transformation that takes place in your life. Mm. You have the spirit of the God of the universe resident on the inside of you. So I'm going to ask that question again. Do you really know who you are? The Bible tells us that the that the spirit of a thing is the mind of a thing. So the spirit of God, you already have the mind of God. You just got to know how to tap into it. Yeah, that's it. I and, have to know how to tap and, into and, it and, and receive. And get, and get rid of the idea that God is okay with sin. He's not. He hates it. He detests it. Oh, yeah. I, and see, I know that. I know that. I'm, I so know that because that was preached into me, you know, more than anything. And that's why, yeah. and then I think I get caught up in trying to do right and earn, to earn things, but you don't earn things no. by doing right. No. You know, so that has no, been you, my you mentality. Yeah, it's just, yes, see, I'm learning receive all of your yeah. benefits. Receive all your benefits. You are the wages of the wages of sin is death. I mean, you you, you pay for that. That's what a wage is. Yeah. But his righteousness and his salvation are gifts. Oh. And then you have to just receive. Oh. There's nothing you can do to earn it. Somebody walk up, somebody a bomb on the street can walk up to me right now and he hand me ten dollars. Guess what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna take it. Why? Because I believe in my heart that God pressed upon his heart to give that up to me. And in doing mm-hmm. so, guess what? It may take him out of his poverty. 
just to be an obedient. Exactly. Ooh, yeah. You have to you have to learn how to receive. Yeah. Listeners. Because I've heard people say, Well, you better don't make my blessing, girl, you better take this. I'm like, Wow. So learn how to receive and and and, and I see I was on the opposite end of it. I had to pray to God to teach me because I was, I'm so analytical. When I first got into this thing, I said, Lord, no, teach me how to be a giver. I know how to receive. I said, teach mm. me how to give. And, man, both of them are equally good, giving yeah. and receiving. <laughs> and I wrote about that in my book. And, I, I mean, I wrote through, it was definitely an auction from the Holy Spirit because I wrote it, but I don't fully get it. And that's exactly what we talk about, giving and receiving are, you know, they're interchangeable. They're the same. you got to learn how to be a giver. And at the same time, learning how to be receiving. I talk about that in my book. I talk. Yeah. About, I got chapters on that, and it's <laughs> and, it, and it's and it's spiritual. It's biblical what I wrote, but I have not applied it. I still have not applied it. Oh my goodness! So so start mm. so start up so start applying it because I because I I I love to give. I even even in my business, I had to learn. I learned how to give. I don't tell you know, I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I don't I don't tell nobody about it. I don't stand for you no testimonies about it. All I'm doing is sitting back and watching and say, Wow God, your word is so true. There are people I've I've blessed and I look at them, they don't even know it. Mm. There are people coming they hadn't told me anything. I said, You know something, God God impressed me upon your heart to give you this stuff today. I said, just receive it. And they stand there and just mm-hmm. break out in the field. You just don't know. And they give them a story about what has happened. They probably just lost a job and mm-hmm. all these things. He said, "You said, and they and they and in return they speak blessings upon me." Wow! And that's why I can stand any day and say, and when God told me years ago, Michael, whatever you don't get or lose unrighteously or unjustly. He said, I would give you two. And that was my peace going forward in business. Because a lot of injustices happen in, in business. So that was my peace. And it worked every single time. Why? And the only reason I could walk in that boldness is because I know that I act righteously. I treat people justly. So it's an act of reciprocation that has to happen. I say you can't just be a, a receiver. You have to be a, a giver because it's a cycle. Giving, yeah. receiving. Receiving is for giving and giving is for receiving. Receiving is for giving and giving is for receiving. And you want to keep Woo. that cycle going. Amen. That was good. And I wanted so to tell I'm everybody. The music. You hear the music. You hear the music. I just want to remind everybody that um, Psalm 68, 19, praise be to the Lord, to God our Savior, who daily bears our burdens. And we said daily loads us with benefit. So that is strictly scriptural. And as always, we always use God's word. Thank you guys so much for listening to Loretta McNary Live presents Tuesdays with Michael Farmer, our spiritual personal coach. We look forward to our Tuesday conversations and look forward to hearing from you. God bless you and be a blessing. Bye-bye, everybody. Adios.